Professor Flimflam, she's Wonko, and this is episode 20 of Bard's Eye View. This week looking at episode 20, not surprisingly, of the first series of Xenowarrior Princess, The Ties That Bind. Yep. Not, hey not as a fanfic title that I recall had it, The Binds That Tie. Yes, I remember that one. Do you? Yeah. <laughs> I do. <laughs> I do. Uh, was that Ellen that... James? Was that? It might well have been. I think so. I think it was. Ellen James of Chicago 3am yes. fame. That's yeah. right. Oh, and a bunch of other things. Yeah. Which yeah, yeah. I, which was where I got basically all of my adolescent sex education. Same, but I wasn't an adolescent. <laughs> <laughs> Late bloomer. <laughs> I mean, not that I was using well, any of it as an adolescent. Like no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Anyway, yeah. no, same, same, and it, and it was some quite some time later that I realised that a lot of those fanfic writers hadn't been practicing it either because there was a lot of um, <laughs> impossible well, I, positions. I know, I know Zena has many skills, but <laughs> sure she's a... she says that in this episode. <laughs> she does. I'm not. I'm not sure. Contortionism is is one of them, or um, being able to dislocate her wrist at will. <laughs> yeah, they always they always had sex while extremely injured as well. Yes, you remember, like someone's laid up. Someone's laid up in a cave for uh, three months with a broken leg, and they heard comfort. Yeah, heard comfort. that's. I don't even. I'm not even referring to a specific fic, but I think there was probably about a dozen like that. Oh yeah, well, loads. They've laid up in a cave for a, for three months while someone recovers from a broken leg. Too, there are, there are caves all over modern day Greece now with blue plaques outside them. Cena <laughs> <laughs> and Gabrielle. Cena and Gabrielle fucked a lot while have while while having a she broken had, leg. Shared ministrations here. in this cave. <laughs> oh, don't trigger me. That's a fucking PTSD oh. flashback. <laughs> well, we've gone down quite the, the tangent already. We literally haven't said a single thing about the episode. I have. Title. I have. I've said that she says I have many skills in this episode, which she does. That's true. Should we talk about the episode for, for a little bit before we <laughs> go off again? Yeah. So we're, we're gearing up um, towards the end of the first series. We've got a, got a few more episodes to come, but we're getting some good stories now. Yeah. Um, and with this one yeah with this one we we return to the 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 notion of xena's family her her blood family we we haven't we haven't investigated that for a while so we're coming back to touch on that um we open our episode with some some good props uh it's clearly a, a like a warlord camp a warrior camp and we know this because there's a load of skulls on sticks skulls Skull on a stick. The only person uh, I know who likes skulls more than an average Xena warlord is my friend Goblin. Who you will remember. <laughs> who you will remember. <laughs> Careful listeners of the podcast will remember she was on it a few episodes ago. Um, yeah. Yeah, that was like the second best present I ever bought her was a Pokemon skull. I mean, not a real one, you understand. It was like a resin model. Yeah, it wasn't a real Pokemon. Yeah, it wasn't a real Pokemon or a skull. Um, <laughs> it was a Marowak skull, in case anyone's wondering. Um, and the best present I ever got was the one I got over the weekend, which is a fidget cube. <laughs> fidget cube, yes, very yeah. good, very good. 
I, sus- I suspect if we um, have her back on in a future episode, we'll we'll hear it clicking and whirring I'll in the have, background. Yeah, I would have to cut that out. Mm. I would have to mute the fidget yeah. cube track. <laughs> so we're we're in a we're in a warrior warlordy kind of camp. Um, so we've we've got these <coughs> excuse me skulls on sticks and rags fluttering in the breeze. And um, and then suddenly Mick Hucknall strides through. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's not your actual Mick Hucknall, but that is how I will be referring to him throughout this throughout this I episode. Even went to, I went to the effort of remembering this prick's name, and you're just Mick Hucknall. <laughs> he's a bit. He's a little bit blonde for Mick Hucknall, so yeah, maybe, yeah. maybe Mick Hucknall, it's... who's who's been surfing or something Mick Hucknall has been out in the sun maybe yeah although that would make him like red bright red yeah Mick Hucknall has dyed strawberry blonde strawberry blonde Mick Hucknall right aka General Carillus Carillus that's that's your fellow Um, as I say Mick Hucknall Um, (laughs) younger listeners um, you know how to google yeah or do you that's (laughs) (laughs) google that yeah. <laughs> um we know straight away he's a, he's a he's the bad kind of of warlord. Um a because he's not Xena and and all warlords are bad in this thing, but um he has nasty scar. He's yeah. got good teeth actually, surprisingly. That's because but, you have to be able to imagine him kissing Ares because he's so in love with him. Do you not get this vibe? Yeah, actually. That's yeah. true. <laughs> Very, very eager to please. Yeah, eager to please. Little doggy, little puppy. Um, yeah, so he's. We know he's a baddie because he's he's got the obligatory scar and he's got um, quite a lot of uh, kind of smudgy dark eyeliner again under his eyes, around mm. his eyes. He's got so he's quite starey and, and mad looking. I mean, can I suggest that but one the, of the ways we know he's evil is because he's rounding up slaves? Well, that was my next point. Okay, but the other thing. Yeah, I think your I think your maybe priorities are a bit skewed. How do we know this guy is evil? Oh, Scar. And then way down the list was rounding up slaves. Well, you see the Scar before you see the slaves. <laughs> okay. Anyway, um, and it's it's our favourite topic. It's slave girls mm-hmm. um, struggling against these big, big brutes of, of soldiers and warlords. So, yay, threats of sexual violence. Yes, explicit, um, explicit threats of sexual violence. Explicit. Again, which yes. completely... Just sailed directly over my head when I, you know, when I was an adolescent yeah. watching this. I think maybe that explicit sec- threats of sexual violence were so common on TV in the nineties yeah. that it was just you were just so saturated with it that you didn't notice it. Maybe. Oh, yeah, I agree. I agree, um, and that and that hasn't changed at all. Yeah, so I still, guess still saturated with. Is this what they call violence porn? Is this what they call, like? A hashtag me too moment. I mean, you know, like, <laughs> all the things, the, the fucked up things that have happened that I didn't really notice because everything was just normalized. So, oh, yeah. but there you go. So yeah, there's a, there's a, I'll have my fun with them later. No, what is he? Intri- what's what have they got to interest him? This guy is gay as fuck. Maybe maybe they've got some board games with them. Maybe that's the kind of fun he's going to. Yeah, have. They may play Risk with them. Yeah. You know. Anyway, that that's off the cards because for now they're rounded up and they're they're herded into a totally inescapable bamboo cage. Yeah, it's always a bamboo I know, cage. I know, 
bamboo is quite is quite strong but um is it you know. but pandas eat it well not when not when it's dry like this <laughs> it's a big big sturdy big fuck off so you're saying that pam- pandas don't literally eat wood <laughs> Is it just the is it the fresh shoots that they eat? Is that it? I believe so. Fucking hell, no wonder they're going extinct. Anyway. I know. Pickiest eaters on the planet and don't really like sex. Yeah. <laughs> they, make, they make it difficult to help them. They do. They make it hard. <laughs> Except not because they don't really like sex. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, dearie me. So almost straight away, so we so we've seen this. This guy is a bad guy. He rounds up slaves and he makes horrible threats about them. And yep. he goes into his tent, and who should be there or who should apparate behind him? But mm. ooh, it's Ares. It's our favourite. Well, one of our our very favourite recurring ta- characters, um, Ares, God of War, played by um, late, very much lamented Kevin Smith. Yeah. Uh, it's always nice when he, you get an Ares episode because it's always going to be something. Yeah. Some ridiculously convoluted plan to get Xena back on side. Yeah, you know, it's like his, his plans are like you know you know that game Mouse Trap. Yeah, yeah, that's what his plans are. He's like, <laughs> yeah, they are <laughs> real Heath Robinson. Yeah, well, some Again, fucking Google's Goldberg machine of a plan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he so he says to Mick Hucknall, Mick Mick, you you've done good. You've you've turned this band of thieves into a fierce army but uh you know i got i got a new bestie now um yeah so, yeah you, th- you, thanks and you've see been ya. doing the job on a supply basis for six months but now that we've opened up to uh, permanent interviews you're not getting one <laughs> <laughs> and it, this, is, this is a nice moment so mick, mick hucknall's kind of aghast and shocked and um hurt by this he says have i not made sacrifices yeah. And Harry says so casually, Oh yeah, you've been you've been great about the whole sacrifice thing. Yeah. <laughs> Just a really nice little moment. So casual. But he... And the other thing I like about Aries at the moment, uh, I don't know if he was doing mm. this in his previous um appearance, is that he's got this fucking single sword earring hanging from one of his ears. Yeah. In case you don't know that he's a god of war. In case you're not aware <laughs> that he quite likes swords and shit. Um He's got a sword hanging off his ear. I mean, if if you know, I'm surprised he's not got tattoos of swords on him and stuff. You know, so that you know, just in case well, you weren't have. aware, you don't know. We've not seen his whole body. <laughs> Could have swords tattooed at other places. I've just thought well, of a place that where say... he would definitely have a sword tattooed. <laughs> hey, like my dagger. <laughs> Good news. <laughs> also available in sword. <laughs> So vile, right? Okay. Yeah. So and um, so Aries says to um, Mick Hucknall, he says, "No, you 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 know you've been great about the sacrifice thing, but you just don't have the fire in your eyes." And he's actually got mad eyes. He, I would he's say, I've never got... seen anyone with more fire in their eyes. Yeah, but the fire in his eyes is because he wants Aries to fuck him. Yes. <laughs> he true. definitely does. I'm sorry. This is a vibe that I got from him even as a kid. Uh, I remember this vibe. As soon as I saw him, I was like, oh, it's the guy that wanted Aries to fuck him. You know? <laughs> this guy. <laughs> it's this guy. It's got He's got severe... Have you ever seen the movie Ben-Hur? 
Yes. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, and the yeah, way yeah. that um, that guy, whatever his name is, looks at Ben-Hur. What is I'm trying to remember that guy's name. Begins with an M. I mm, can't remember. It doesn't matter. It does. I mean, you think of it later. It's fine. Yeah. But, like, I watched <laughs> that movie um, in an RE lesson just before Christmas at school when I was, like, 14. And I was, like... Masala. Masala. Ticket chicken tikka. Him. Yeah. Um, and I was like, am I the only one who can see how gay this is? I mean, I was the only one even watching the film. Everyone else was just fucking about. But um, you, you know about the film. You know about the filming of that. Yes, and then years later, I saw the celluloid closet and saw Gore Vidal being yes. interviewed on the celluloid closet, and I was like, holy shit! It was. It was just a secret that no one but I, no one but me, could see because I was the only one. I was yeah. the only one who was actually clo- actually on the same vibe. You know, on the same wavelength. And, and, and Charlton Heston didn't. And Charlton know. Heston didn't have a fucking yeah. clue either. Yeah, it's just like, uh, yeah. But I was like, wow, this is the gayest thing I've ever yeah. seen. When are they going to kiss? And I was like, and I was amazed that other people didn't see it. Still yeah. amazed. It's probably it's, the same it's, it's, the same it's, uh, level of amazement that I that people don't see how gay Zena is. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, and, and we've got, we got the same vibe with we got the same we got the same vibe with um, Mick Hucknall and, and Aries. Mick Hucknall, um, yeah. And, it's and definitely then, and then a Aries there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then and then we get another another good line, classic line, cliched line, but it's always a good line. Um so Aries says, I've got someone new in mind to to head up the head up the business. And uh Mick says, No man can better me with this army. And uh, Aries says, oh, perhaps, perhaps. But sometimes the best man for a job. Pause. Pause. <laughs> Pause. is a woman the real pause did not that, go on that long that on a tea towel yeah and sell it as I'm, merch i mean i'm sure that sentiment is on a tea towel it's like it's that sort of well, cheesy indeed. faux feminist sentiment that you find on lots of things isn't it i mean <laughs> yeah <laughs> but um yeah but it's yeah so yeah um it was very it's got big um no man can kill me. And then Miranda Otto whips her helmet off and says, I am no man, and stabs him in the fucking face. You know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, got big energy there. Big Miranda Otto energy. Yeah. Anyway, speaking of so Zena, Mi- she's in a tree. Yeah, M- Mick, and- M- Mick immediately knows what's up. And he goes, Zena! And we yeah. cut to Zena, who's in a tree with Gabrielle. Zena and Gabrielle in a tree. Zena and... <laughs> Zena and Gabby sitting in a tree. Yeah. <laughs> literally though, literally. But they're actually not. They're actually not K I S S I N G. They're, not they're yet. checking out the, the the whole slave situation. Mm. So they're they're obviously gonna gonna spring them and and lead yeah. them to freedom. Of course, and they're, yeah. they're kind of casing the joint when suddenly some old dude in armor um, turns up and and tries storming the camp on his own. Mm. And Zena seeing this kind of grizzled seasoned warrior says he's going to get himself killed um so she jumps like 40 feet down from a tree somehow without smashing her legs because she's zena because she's zena she only breaks Uh, her leg in fanfic for sexual purposes (laughs) (laughs) she she jumps in and um comes to his aid uh he's he's actually pretty spry for an old guy but he but he does eventually get a bit of a walloping mm. so Xena saves time 
Uh-huh. Doesn't bother running. I've she commented front on flips this. several times <laughs> to reach him, which apparently is quicker. I commented um, on this exact thing to my wife because I was watching it. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah of course. <laughs> Somersaulting across the ground is definitely faster than running. That's why Usain Bolt does it. You know? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> that's, why, that's why you see all the sprinters at the Olympics. They actually just yes. fucking front flip their way along. No one actually just runs. Because obviously doing this is faster than running. Yeah, that Usain Bolt, he's a really fast flipper. The big flipping... Yeah. He's a big he's a flipping... <laughs> flipper so he is um anyway uh yeah so xena joins in the melee sends them packing there's a there's a particularly um well i've I've put nice crotch stamp but it's actually quite a nasty crotch stamp yeah is are those ever ever nice probably not it depends what you're Um, into yeah your kink anyway she gets she gets and that's okay she um she she gets yeah <laughs> that's important to remember <laughs> that's okay mm-hmm. uh, so she she gets the old guy and sort of gets him away from uh, from what's going on and um, and then what and then you passed out and then you no, had a minor no, stroke what happened then what happened yes <laughs> no then so the and then Gabrielle kind of shouts Zena is it are they okay and he goes Zena because he recognises the huh? name and only, there's only one Zena in the whole world. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, do I know you? And he's like, you should. I'm your father. Dun, dun, dun. Star Wars moment. Is that you doing the doing the theme music again? Yeah. Okay. Can't stop doing it. That made sense. That's honestly, sometimes it's just the worst moments. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's it. That's the big, you know, Star Wars episodes. Five, the Empire yeah. Strikes Back. Xena, I am your father. You know, um, but she she's more kind of um, EastEnders about it. You ain't my father. You ain't my. You ain't even my real dad. Yeah, and she says my Atreus would. So my father Atreus would have been more likely to capture slaves than to than to free them. He, he dun, was dun, obviously dun. a bit of a bad bit of work. A bit of rough um, for the mother. Cyrene had a bit of rough. Call Atreus. Yes. <laughs> Trade. <laughs> yeah. <Ew. laughs> so we 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 put this to one side for the moment because you know there are still slaves to be to be rescued. So um, he tries to pull and... the whole "I'm your father, don't walk away from me" shit. Like you do, you lost the right to that when you walked out on the family as a child when they were children. You don't oh, get to pull well that. You don't get to pull that shit, pal. Yeah, you're you're very much not like Jackie Weaver. You have no authority here. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, I wonder if Jackie ah. the Jackie Weaver meme has reached the Americas. I think we've got like two or three American listeners. American listeners, do you know who Jackie Weaver is? Answer us. Are we going to wait for them to answer? I'll wait, I'll wait for a response. Pause there for them to we'll just pause now for the next. For when will this go out? In like four weeks. I'll just pause Something now like that, three or four weeks. and wait, and then we'll record the rest in four weeks' time once I get okay. a reply. Zena <laughs> <laughs> uh, does walk away because um, she's she's got she's got slaves to free, so she yeah, she goes busy. and does the whole fight 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 thing. Uh, in the meantime, Gabrielle is freeing the slaves by unpicking the lock of the bamboo cage, which is tied up with string. Unpicking the lock, uh, picking the lock with a with a dagger rather than. 
I don't know, maybe just cut the ropes that are holding the cage together. Cut the ropes, that's, a, that's a, a famous mobile game yeah. that hadn't been invented yet, so they didn't really know what to do, yeah. you know? But she 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 Dry does manage to... Dry bamboo cages um... all tied up with string. <laughs> <laughs> that's what we need. We need a we need a Xena version of that. Musical interlude. <laughs> yeah. I'll tune my ukulele. For next week, you write the song, okay? Well, I'll do it as a, a season ender. <laughs> okay, yeah, okay. For the season there, finale, there are more, fav- more favourite things to come. You write right. a song, okay? That's your task. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, the fighting's done. Xena goes to round up these these girls and to herd them off. And she says, oh, where, where's the girl who, who, who let you out? And one of the slaves says, oh, she ran after Rhea. Rhea buggered off and Gabrielle's gone after her. Yeah. Um, she's the main one. She's the main one. She's the one with the yeah, she's, most she's, speaking part. She's got the she's got the biggest speaking part of of the slaves. Um, she's also got the most noticeable costume. Like she's That's for some reason true. got kind of slight fetish gear. Kind of, well, but, but, I guess they've dressed her the most suggestively of them all. Yeah. You know, yeah. which is a bit slightly yeah, so problematic kind of given out. what her story in the episode is. Yeah, yeah, but there you go. Yeah, that's anyway. Gabrielle and and Rhea, this this noticeable girl, um, obviously get get jumped by soldiers, but Atrium saves them again. Atreus, not Atrium. <laughs> Atrium, Atreus, Atreus, Atria. One 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 Atrium is an Atrium. <laughs> two two are Atria, and a a multitude. Atreus, I don't. Anyway, Atreus saves them. Yeah, um, but but Zena's still not. Yeah, just just leave it, old man. Just can you not? Uh, so she refuses his help again and kind of says, you know, bye, loser. Yeah, no, so it's it. She does it. It does the real the cool trope where he's like, "Are you going to ride away from me?" And he's like, "I've got things to do." She, you know, she's like, "I've got things to do, mate." And he's like, "But I'm your." And then cut. And cut him off. No, you're not. No, you're not. But they just, they they don't cut it. They just don't really cut it really. The editing is just not quite good enough. And it doesn't feel like, it doesn't feel like a natural organic interruption. Uh, It feels like he was scripted to stop talking. But I'm your... Yeah. There's just, it's not quite, it's just not quite, yeah. Anyway, that's just my opinion. Yeah. That's just my opinion. As a study, a student of media, I think the editing was a little bit a little bit sluggish there in that cut. Anyway. Sluggish. 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 Are you doing my accent? Did I just hear you doing trying to do my accent? No. You better not have pal. I might start doing your accent, which I can't do, obviously. I'll just do some bizarre half Honestly, Maggie Thatcher, I... half BBC newsreader. Honestly, I, I did not <laughs> <laughs> You knew I was drinking taking a drink of tea when you said that. That was that was abuse. Apologise. You should. Good. I'm glad Apologies. you apologise. Mick Hugnall sends his thugs off after Xena um, and Ares pings up again and basically he's he's seeding, he, he's gaslighting this guy. He's saying, you know, you know Xena's after your command, don't you? You know she's uh, Yeah. You know. There's some epic grade manipulation going on here. Yeah, there is, yeah. there is, and that that's that's just a, a very very short scene, but it's these little moments of Ares needling 
Mick Hucknall to, to mm-hmm. say, you know, Xena's your real enemy. Um, so Mick Hucknall decides to hire an assassin. Assassin! Assassin! Get, try and get that in as many times as we can. Maybe I should cut it out of the actual prime of Miss Jean Brodie and just stick it in. Oh, I think I think ours is better. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we don't have the echo. Assassin. That's true. Assassin. Okay. <laughs> well, well, yeah, we'll we'll, uh, we'll treat you to that for the for the last episode as well. Um, and we know he's a, an assassin. We know he's a shit hot assassin because he he uses a blowpipe oh. with a a dart to kill a butterfly by skewering it perfectly through the middle of its thorax pinning it to a tree and um, this guy is something else man whoever they yeah, got whoever he's, this he's actor got the look, is man you were chewing the scenery like it was your fucking only meal of the day like <laughs> yeah i said but him in this scene him and mick hucknall led they're both overacting to a so criminal great. degree yeah, it's, it's great though <laughs> love it i fucking love it it's it's more ham than the Deli counter at Morrison's. It's um, yeah, amazing. So yeah, class. He, so Tarkus, that's this guy's name. I even remember. Oh, why do I right. remember these names? It's ridiculous. But he's like, do I get to kill something? Oh yes, you know <laughs> someone. Like, you know, just, just someone. Yeah. Do I, do I get to kill someone? Yes. If everything is killing someone. And like these guys, all these evil commanders and Ares and all that, they're all like touching each other a lot. You know, like it didn't he touch his face and like stroke the side of his face to oh, say yeah, yes? Kind of you, his chin. Oh yeah, his chin. Yeah, like his there's a lot beard. of fucking homoerotic touching. There is in this there episode. Well, unfortunately, not the between Zena and Gabriel. The Greeks have a name for it. You know. Yeah, <laughs> they invented gayness. <laughs> um. <laughs> so, so there's our, our next little plot point that uh, uh, there's an assassin being hired. We we assume to take out Zena. Yeah. Um. In fact, I think we know we know to take out Zena. Yeah, uh, we cut back to Gabrielle chatting. So all the all the girls are going back to the um, village. Gabrielle's herding them back to the village, yeah. and Gabrielle's chatting to Rhea, who says, "You you can't imagine the shame of going back to my village. Um, yeah, I'm you know I'm I'm going to take a chance to to go my own way at some point." Um, mm-hmm. And she says, "There's no there's no shame. You can't help what happened to you." And, uh, and Rhea says, you don't understand. They didn't have to persuade me to go with them. I volunteered. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Um, I don't Are we meant to think there that she's like a camp follower or... I don't know. Repute, what, or... I don't know what we're meant to think there. Mm. I don't know what we're meant to think there. She certainly thinks that her whole family are going to reject her now because they'll think that she's... Yeah. I don't know. But, I mean, it seems obvious that there's more to, you know... It's pretty obvious there's a lot yes. more to it than that. So, anyway. Yes. Have we had the scene where Zena's humming? Yeah, Zena's whiling away the hours by sitting on a beautiful hillside, gently humming the funeral Kaddish, basically, that she sang for Marcus. So Is it's it? the. Yeah, I think so. Is it the same tune? Isn't it? I'm not sure that it yeah, is. I think so. I'll, I'll, I'll check. Well, let's. Let's let's pour over the soundtrack. But yeah. anyway, she's humming this 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 thing. Um, we've never heard her sing before, apart from that whole Marcus. Apart from the funerals, yeah, and, and the yeah, apart from at funerals. But she so she's humming this kind of dirge while watching the girls bathe in the stream. While watching um, the girls frolic in the stream. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
and and then, then she uh very conveniently tells Gabrielle a story about her father uh the one thing the one nice memory she has of her father yeah um put a pin in that audience this mm-hmm. nice memory that she has of her father uh, riding up to her in the field and scooping her up and um putting him putting her on the back of his saddle um way they go I've got a similar memory, but it is of my dad putting me on his knee so that I could steer the car while he worked the pedals in the empty car park of Clydebank Health oh, Centre well, while that's... we waited for my mum to come out of work. I guess that's a redeeming factor that it was an empty yeah. car park. Yeah, yeah, of course. It wasn't in a road. <laughs> Our friend Dave's dad did it on the road. Yes. Yeah, this is. I remember that. I remember that, being horrified by that yeah. story. <laughs> Anyway, let's not go into more detail about about that in case of uh, prosecution. In case the Dutch police are listening. So right right on cue, um, (laughs) with with Zena reminiscing about her father, up rides Atreus on a horse that he didn't have before. Yep. And he's being pursued by a couple of guys. The girls scatter and Zena goes off after them, after Atreus and these two guys. Mm -hmm. Um, This this upcoming fight scene is so ridiculous. For no particular reason, Atreus stops and gets off the horse, which I don't. Well, really they understand. said turn around and fight like a man, and obviously, oh, okay. the, literally no man can resist that sort of thing. It's the you same. You call me chicken. Yeah, it's the same. It's exactly mm. the same as um, Marty McFly. McFly in in, oh, in oh, Back to the Future. You know. Yeah. <laughs> the same yeah. fucking shitty easy, character easy flaw. so he gets off to fight them like a man they pull a couple of tiny little crossbows oh they're so cute these crossbows i know they're like you know they're only they're only slightly bigger than autolycus's um grappling hook crossbow it's like the it's like the crossbow version of a fucking like nine millimeter glock pop gun instead of a no, like a handgun, you know, or one of those tiny, yeah. tiny, tiny little purse guns. What do you call them? Oh, yeah. Um, purse guns, I think. Yeah, no, um, Thingy had one in Death on the Nile. Um, Mia Farrow had one in handbag. Death on the Nile. Tiny, handbag tiny shooter. little gun. Yeah, yeah um, I, know, I know the one you mean. Yeah, they're like they, that. They're called a life preserver or something, aren't they? They're called something, anyway. I, I don't know, whatever. Tiny, so tiny little, little, little handbag crossbows, basically. Yeah. <laughs> They pull them out. These guys pull them out of their handbags. Now they're like, "This is what you get for stealing a horse," and then they go to shoot and they him. Fire, but, but luckily, but along comes a handy chakram that happened to be passing. Yeah, luckily, Zena throws her chakram right, and this is one of this is one the part that I find ridiculous about this fight. Right? Yeah, the chakram flies in, um, gets the. The crossbow bolts, that's fair enough. Like I'm willing to accept yep. that the chakram can do that. And then it goes up into the air and hangs there suspended in midair like fucking Wily Coyote who's not realised he's gone off a cliff. That's Well, that's some spin she's put on it. That's not how physics works. It's, it's caught a thermal. No! <laughs> Honestly, have you never played frisbee? They can hang for quite it's a long not time a frisbee! And then it, it hangs it hangs there, spinning in midair, up for a really long time, and then the guys <laughs> throw like a hammer or something at her and it starts to axe. go back, an axe. axe. Um and I thought 
oh yeah, it's going to take the axe head off now and it's way back. That's what uh-huh. it was for. But no, it just goes and homes in onto her belt. Like it land, like it's like it's, it's fucking sentient. It's, it's self-docking. It's a yeah, self-docking it's a self-docking chakram. chakram. It's like my phone now that we've got magnetic <laughs> chargers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that... The- the chakram self-docks. Xena obviously catches the axe. I said, don't throw weapons at Xena. She is going to catch them and use them against you. I mean, that's... This axe, is this that axe foreshadowing may be taken down and used in evidence against you. <laughs> is that foreshadowing? Because they just the exact same thing like three more times in this episode. Oh, she's always doing it. I don't think it's even foreshadowing. It's just, <laughs> oh, I don't know, just have a catch it or something. Anyway, so so these these two guys are quickly dispatched because yeah. every time Xena taps someone, they they're rendered unconscious. I mean, um, I would if Xena touched me, I would faint too. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be seeing stars. Absolutely, hundred percent. Be seeing colours. Yeah. Um, so I don't know about you, Carl, but I already see colours. <laughs> oh yeah. Are you actually a dog? Do you only see in black and white? You do look a wee bit like a spaniel. <laughs> I don't. Okay, you look a wee bit nose. like a poodle. <laughs> it's just the hair. It's just the Medusa we, uh, hair. Listener, dis- disregard this, this slander. Um, so, um, blah, 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 blah. Oh, well, yeah, she's so, like, what did you uh, steal the says- horse for, you prick? And he's like, I didn't steal it. They, I want to bet they owed me. I mean, that what a dodgy story. Um, yeah, and she, and she, she doesn't believe him. And then, and he says, "You're just like your mother. She never trusted me either." I wonder or, fucking why. Well, you used to trust me when I used to ride across the meadow and pick you up and put you on the back of my horse oh, and ride look, away. It's that convenient story again, the one that we just heard. Yeah. So, oh, that that's a memory we share, perhaps. Mm. Perhaps, he, perhaps he could be my father. Maybe. Uh, so, so we see a little thought process beginning, and then she goes and she goes and um, has a word with the two guys that she's knocked out, and it's basically Atreus's story checks out. He yeah. had won the horse; they were just sore losers. Yeah. So, oh no, actually, he was. Uh, so, he what was if we money. did owe him? Like, um, well, mm. that kind of makes what you were doing murder then, and not <laughs> hunting down a horse thief, <laughs> which is like not you know that sort of makes the difference to me i don't know rip to you yeah. but i'm different um anyway so it did check out you know and gabby's like he stole it didn't he you know, she's like, man gabby why are you so prejudiced against him <laughs> it's almost like you said man. something wrong with him anyway um <laughs> so yeah, um, but no, he did not steal it. And then they're having a. Is this? Do they then have their cozy little jaunt as they walk walk along? And he starts humming the same well, song that she was humming. But, yeah, she, yeah, he starts humming the the funeral dirge. Oh, you you know that song. But before, just before that, by the way, we we have a little bit more um, backstory for Raya about mm. why she why she volunteered to leave the village. Um, yeah. So she says, "Look, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna peel off at the next crossroads." Um, would you, you know, find my sister and tell her she shouldn't feel bad? It's like, hello, complete stranger who's already done me a massive favour by rescuing me. Could you, could you actually, you know, just go and find my sister and say, yeah, you could know, you do a bit no more worries, for me, kid. actually? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and, Luckily, and Gabrielle's this, uh, a bit Gabrielle... of a people pleaser. Well, yeah, it's, uh, hmm. mm. I guess she is. 
<laughs> of course um, she is. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Gabrielle deduces that uh, Rhea took her sister's place. Mm. That the, 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 her sister was going to be taken by the slavers. So she oh, take me instead. Um, because the sister was going to be married and deserved a lifetime of happiness. So because of... obviously, as you know, if something horrible happens to you, you are ruined and can never be happy. Yes, and also couples are more important than single people. That's true. Some of the, speaking some as a of couple, the lessons there. Speaking as a member of a couple. Speaking as a couple. <laughs> is actually true that we are more important than others. Is it though? Is it though? Yeah, I mean, the couple I'm in has my wife in it, who is the best person alive. So, um, well, you're sort of undermining my um, my critique here. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Gabrielle Gabrielle says to um, Rhea to Rhea, she said, "Look, Mick Hucknall's men wanted to ruin your life. If you don't go home, they'll have won." So she's like, "Oh, yeah, maybe I should. Maybe I should go home." Oof. Yeah. She doesn't take a lot of convincing. There's a lot of shame. Poor yeah. Rhea. There's a lot of misplaced shame here. And to yeah. be honest, this is the 90s. She was right to be worried because victim blaming was rife. You know? It was. So, I mean, you know. It's not really the 90s. It's the what whatever the hell period we're meant to be in at this time. But, but yes, this it is was the, the 90s. And the, the TV show yeah, was yeah, made yeah. in the 90s. So, yeah. I mean, you could totally see a different TV show in the same time period, period being a victim blamer, right? Maybe they yeah. wouldn't have gone for you, Rhea, if you hadn't been wearing the shortest outfit from the dressing up box like that, you know? Yeah, and the, the red fetish gear. Yeah, yeah. Sort yeah. of a Thermian argument, you're... though, if you know what that is. I don't, but I, I sense you're going to tell us. Well, please tell us. Um, it's the argument that you can't criticize something in fiction because that's how the story is. Like, okay, the argument that, like, say, um, you can't criticize all of the sexual violence in Game of Thrones because the world there's uh, because, uh, that's just how that world is. Um, the world it's a it's set in a violent misogynistic world. Therefore, it's yeah. to be expected that there would be a lot of sexual violence in it. The problem is that mm. that world isn't real and was made by yeah. a person and therefore you can criticise it because it is a yeah. fictional constructed thing. And, I, and I think if it I think if it were real you could probably You'd probably criticise it too, it to be well. honest. Um yeah. <laughs> anyway, so so Raya has decided to side decides to sidestep that whole thing and so well okay, well let's go let's go home then. So that's that little end um, half tied up. Yep. Then we have this moment. Then we have this um, moment where Zena is starting to be convinced by Atreus. He sings the little song. Yeah, he's he not says, a very good he... hummer. Um, I think that... I know. So it, you he's know met... that, song. that song could be literally anything. It could be because he's just sort of going... Ba-dum, 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 ba-dum. You know? <laughs> you know, it, does, it doesn't... It's not... Yeah, it's not... Yeah, anyway, moving on. And actually, yeah. like if this is the sort of um, sort of gallic sounding funeral chant thing. Mm. It is revealed in a future episode in season 2 that she learned that from someone that she met much later yeah. in her life. So like why he would yeah. why it means anything that he knows it. I don't know. So anyway. <laughs> 
Anyway, it doesn't yes, matter. It's a yaxi. It's a yeah, yaxi. Yaxi um, time. Anyway, Zena's Zena's kind of gone a bit soft and doe-eyed at this. Uh, so she's she's pretty much convinced. I think yeah. at this point, I think she's, she's a young to woman with daddy baby. issues. Indeed. Yeah. Indeed. The moment is broken though, because out of nowhere she suddenly catches a dart. Yep. Um. So it's our friend the assassin, the the, the scenery chewing assassin. This bit's so great, actually. Tell us about this great bit. Tell us about right, it. Right. So like he goes to get his next he goes to get his next uh, dart up because the first one has been caught. And Xena just pops up in front of him, gets the blowpipe in her mouth and blows it out in the other fucking direction. It's like makes him choke <laughs> on his own dart. <laughs> Snaps the blowpipe. Yeah. And and this is quite a telling moment. She says, "Tell tell Mick Hucknell I'm not that easy to kill." Yeah. Um. So she she walks off, and and Atreus lingers behind, mm. um, kind of standing, Spots looming talk over. Talk about this, a telling moment. This one, choking this choking assassin, who says, "Don't kill me, please, don't kill me." Yeah. Well, he fights him a bit for a first. You know, you were trying to kill my daughter. Barbara. Fights him a bit, and the guy's just like, "Don't kill me," because he's fucking useless. I mean, if he was any good with a sword, he wouldn't be famous for using a blowpipe, would he? You know, no, true. People, true. people who fight. And Zena's broken his blowpipe. Yeah, people who are, you know, people who fight from a distance, they're not generally very good close up. You know. Yeah. So. <laughs> um, it's, it's one of the main. It's one of the main reasons that uh, Wonko and I do this. Do this podcast at a distance from yeah, each other. I mean, there's also the fact not... that we live in, you know. Very, very, quite far apart. <laughs> yeah. One day we'll do it live, uh, we, we, right, yeah. Bill? One day. We will. One we day will. I'll get you back up here. In the same room. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and we won't have to, we won't have to count down and do a clap so that we'd have some, somewhere to sync up our two tracks. <laughs> Tell us about this telling moment. What, what, what does Atreus do? Oh, sorry. You're trying to get me back on track. Well done. Good job. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So the guy's like, don't kill me. And he just goes, you're pathetic. And then stabs him in the heart. And Gabrielle <gasps> is standing there watching this happen Aghast. in horror. Right? Mm. Um, And then he looks at Gabrielle with a sort of smirk on his face. You know? Yeah. Um, and Zena comes back and says, what? What, what happened? What's, what's going, no what's one can on speak. Here? Hello, hello, hello. What's going on like, here then? Gabrielle's like too shocked to speak until Xena goes, Gabrielle, what happened? And Gabrielle tells her what happened. He was surrendering and Atreus killed him. Um, and Atreus chips in and says, no, it was self-defense. He had a dagger. Yeah, Atreus chips in with a bit of gaslighting. Um, he had Gabrielle's, a dagger. I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't see a dagger. He there wasn't a dagger. dagger. There, was, there wasn't. He didn't have a fucking dagger. He didn't have a dagger. Not that we and saw. Yet, and yet, when and she rolls the body over Zena- Kicks over the corpse. Sort of like... behold, there's a dagger. It's sort of like when a cop says he had a gun. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You know? Yeah. Uh, And funnily enough, a gun appears. But was it there before? Hmm. You know. And Gabrielle's still adamant. She's like, but I didn't didn't see it. I was right here. I didn't see it. And Zena says, uh, we all... It's it's okay. Everyone makes mistakes, including me. (gasps) She's fully on side now with the dad. Yeah. She's yeah. fully on side now with Daddy, and then yeah, I made a see, I made a mistake about Daddy, but I believe him now. Up to this point, up to this point, I think you can believe that Atreus was sincere, right? 
Yes. Up to around this point, I think you can start. You could have. It was reasonable to believe that Atreus was real, really her father, and was really sincere. Um, but yeah. you know something's wrong now because of this, and because of yeah. what the thing that he now does, which is tries to draw a wedge Horrible. between Zena and Gabrielle. Um, but in a really horrible, subtle, gaslighty way. Yeah, he he um, falls back with Gabrielle, where Zena can't mm-hmm. hear them, and says, "Look, I I won't I won't become I won't come between you. I can I can see you're a team. I can see you and Zena are a team, mm-hmm. if that's what we're calling it these days." Yes. <laughs> um, well, we had says, all sorts of you know, euphemisms back in the nineties. Yeah, he says, "I'll I'll leave. You know, I I know when I'm not wanted. I won't be a gooseberry. I'll I'll leave you to." Yeah, uh, snuggle, snuggle up in a cave together. Yeah, he's I like, yeah. The there's cave, no as long as you and Zena are together, which you should be. Don't get me wrong. Um, yeah, um, I'm not saying you shouldn't. I'm not homophobic. Um, <laughs> uh, there's but. no, there's no place for me here as long as you're together. Which obviously plants the idea in Gabrielle's head that in order for Zena to get to know her father and to have that experience, which she thinks that she should have, um, yeah, that she and she, needs and she to says, you, you know, you, leave. you should spend time with Zena. You're you're her father. You need to spend time together. No, yeah. no, I know when I'm. Uh, I don't want to be a burden. Yeah. So there's, you know, at this point, it's obvious that this guy Atreus is a bad one. Yeah, it's obvious to everyone. And we Zena. we segue neatly into a uh, into a heavy handed um, parallel. Very heavy handed, actually. To, yeah. Yeah, talking <laughs> to Rhea. And Gabriel says, "So you loved your sister, but you left her behind." Yes. Hmm. And Rhea says, "But what? No, I, I fucking I explained it to you." <laughs> yeah, we've been look, Gabriel. We've been through this. We've been over this. She says, "I had no choice. I had I had to leave so she could be happy." Yeah. Hmm. Mm, mm, That's given mm. Gabrielle some food for thought. Yeah. And then in the very next scene, she's like, "You know what? Why don't I take the girls on to back to Losha?" And you can yeah. make sure the army don't follow us. Um, yeah, you, you and Atreus spend some quality time together. Yeah. And... So Xena's like, oh yeah, of course, uh, that, All right. that, that scans, that's a decent plan. See, see, see you soon. See you soon. And then Gabrielle does, waits for her to ride away just out of earshot and goes the goodbye, Xena. Which <laughs> I think that Xena does the exact same thing to Gabrielle in a future episode. Yeah, I couldn't remind myself of this when we get to um, that episode near the start of season. Oh, two. I know which episode you mean. Yeah. it's coming up, isn't it? Near, near the start of coming season up two. Soon. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. So, I no, there's another one coming up. No, it's the return of spoilers because we've not met her oh, okay. yet. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so. Gabrielle leads the girls back to um, Losha by means of a montage journey with lots of um, silhouettes against the skyline and mm-hmm. romping through forests and yeah. know, all the all the usual all the usual kind of stuff. So they're on the way back to Losha, which is their their home village. Yeah. Um, what we get next is Xena and Atreus um, stop for a picnic in a in a clearing or perhaps for a comfort break. I don't know, but they they stop anyway and unhorse and Xena kind of fesses up about her dark past yeah. as I've I've done things I've done th- I've I've been their man um and Atreus is is kind of quite forgiving of that he says well it, it made you the great woman you are today yeah Atreus needs so no he, further information yeah it doesn't doesn't ask what all that was about it just says oh I think it's made you a, you know you're doing all right you're doing Let's all right 
keep this. Let's put a pin in this. <laughs> yes. <laughs> How many pins have we got now? We've got like six, five or quite six. A, quite a lot of a pins. Episode. Quite a lot of pins. <laughs> okay, so many pins that could be on Pinterest. Yeah. Or as some of my colleagues used to insist on calling it, which used to just grind my gear so bad, pin interest. And you're like, oh, don't um, my, you know how portmanteaus it... work? Yeah, my wife calls it pinster. I mean, at least that's a cutesy made up word and not just and not just yeah. not understanding that the company took the words pin and interest and made them two, made them one yeah. word. And they've just yeah. been like, no, I'm not going to accept that work that you've done, company. I'm just going to call you <laughs> pin interest. This butchering of the English language will stop right here. Well, actually, they were English teachers. Good point. Maybe that's why. Maybe they. Yeah. Maybe that's why. Although one of them was yeah. one of those people, oh, who says "draw" instead of "drawer." Hate. Say again. People who say "draw" instead of "drawer," draw. like a, like it's in the drawer. It's in the drawer. I, you know. It's in the drawer. Drawer. Draw. You're saying drawer, but you're not saying draw. Yeah. I need I need to do a drawing, so I need to draw, and my art materials are in the drawer. Yeah, th- Sorry, those friend. are different. They sound different to me. D- I think that's because you want them to sound different. I think I say them the same. I think they're sounding different. But if you wrote it down, would you would you say D R A W E R? If something to get something out of the drawer, yeah. But like, these people yeah. don't. You know, I get so, there's so, it's many in my people, drawers, D R A W S, and you're like, fuck no, why? Anyway, I hate that. It would be simpler if it would be simpler if we didn't call them drawers, we just called them knickers. <laughs> <laughs> that didn't deserve the amount of laughter I just gave it. No, not really. Anyway, um they're interrupted we, from this to? from this father daughter chat about how it's okay that she was a murderous warlord and killed a bunch of people in cold blood because um, you know, she needed that. She needed that backstory in order to make her the woman she yeah. is today. You know, the ends justify yes. the means. Obviously, yeah. Uh, that sounds like someone someone we have met in this episode. Who would think that way? Um, <laughs> so, but this is interrupted because um, a bunch of guys attack them, who they then beat easily. Yeah, they they make a good team. There's there's kind of a, a that's what we're being flagged towards. I think here is that yeah. Atreus and Xena together make quite a good team. They chase off most of the guys or knock them out there's one left um xena kind of catches him <laughs> throws him to atreus who catches him she does the pressure point thing on him it's pinch time so they're kind of yeah and, and this I... is basically to, to get some some info about mick hucknell's plans i forgot to time it right <laughs> sorry <laughs> We'll put the it in one, the show notes. Like the one fucking running joke that we have in this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and I did I just We'll put didn't it in the non existent show notes. Oh yeah, we don't have um, any. Yeah. If I remember no. I'm not gonna go back and time it though, come on. Let's be real. No, of course. No. Um as far as far as I can as far as I can remember the the, the Mick Hucknell's plan is basically to, to go and raid the village again. To go take so the village. Yeah. yeah, you yeah, would have thought pre- you know. Quite a predictable plan. It's like if Gabrielle's Cena's like totally cool with Gabrielle's plan of going to the village without any really any protection. Yeah. Um. Apart from like <laughs> she's got her staff. Obviously, she can fight a little bit now. But um, it's like it's like it's actually Zena. What did you? Where did you think Carillus's army would be mm. going? He knows that they're going back to the village that they came from. 
So obviously yeah. he's gonna go there. Anyway, whatever. Doesn't matter. Get him. It doesn't matter. It's time for them to go. Um, she doesn't want the dad to come with her. Because yeah, this, be this is my problem. Dangerous to, to or whatever. But he says that he's got some things in his past that he's ashamed of too. That he did something bad to the people of this village at some point in the past. And he wants to make it up to them. So that's been planted for the future. <laughs> for what's going to happen next. That. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm running out of pen. Put a pen. Put a pen in that one. Um, so yeah so they... Gab- Gabrielle, Gabrielle's done her job admirably yeah she got them there yay Ooh, and now and to find surprise, out surprise, if Rhea's family Rhea, Rhea, hate her now <laughs> and guess what they don't they welcome her with open arms she made this great sacrifice for her sister her sister's husband comes and says every moment of happiness I will ever experience is thanks to you which um, I would freak if I heard someone saying that to yeah, my partner saying that to someone else. Like, uh, hello. <laughs> yeah, sure, exactly. Surely I am the source of your happiness. You have you have maintained the value of this object that I am soon to own. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but so it's a it's a nice moment. We see that actually going home. You know, there's no there's no shame in it, and she's done the right thing. Yeah. Um. Which, which is a, is a good message, but it's doesn't sit well with the the whole parallel thing does it because gabrielle would now be thinking oh i did the right thing leaving yeah with her father yeah i mean yeah they they, they're only the two situations have only been manipulated to look the same they're not actually the same yeah no they're they're not they're not the same thing but anyway gabby's in the town with all the slave girls so everything's poised now to um have them be attacked by carillus's army so Zena and Atreus have to tr- dash off to the village to try and warn them and stuff. Yeah, so while while Zena and Atreus are on their way to the village, we just get another quick little scene of Ares just needling Mick Hucknall again about how, how good Zena is, how she's going to whoop his ass, how she's going to take his army. Mm. And um, Mick Hucknall says, she won't live to see another day. I think she might. So I'm, I'm your best friend. I'm your best friend. I'm actually your best friend now. Just like... Get away from yeah. these old best friend. I'm gonna make you forget that you ever that she ever existed. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Um, as soon as Xena and Atreus arrive in the village, Atreus is recognised as an old troublemaker who did great harm to the village. So he's nabbed by the villagers and they've got a knife to his throat and it they they look set to dispense mob justice. Yep. Uh, until until Zena intervenes and says he's changed. He's changed. He's a new man. Is he fuck? Uh, um, no, sorry. <laughs> this idea that what he he's done this exact trick before. They're saying that he pretended to be a friend to them and then attacked them with an army. Yeah. Um. And Zena says, Zena's "Like no, that won't happen again." Yeah, <clears throat> <clears throat> <laughs> 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 we didn't burn them. Um, <laughs> But no, she says, she says, if look, if I defeat the army, will you let him go? Yeah. And the, the village elder in his tr- uh, traditional s- silly hat says, yep. "You defeat an entire army? Impossible." <laughs> but, um, dude, we've got news for you. You know, literally. I mean, this is ahead of us still, but there will literally be an episode named after the fact that she can do this. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, you defeat an entire army? Impossible. And Zena's yep. retort is. There's a season three episode called One Against an Army. No. Um, yes. 
Zena's retort <laughs> is, I have many skills. Second yeah, occurrence of I have many skills in the series after its first appearance in The Black Wolf. Yes. Yeah. So it's it's becoming a it's becoming a catchphrase. It's now a catchphrase. So she's, yeah. So she's like, hold my beer, hold my flaming port. Yeah. And then she um, rides off. Yeah, yeah. And to the get, good battle music. The badass Xena music. That bit, that one. You know yeah. Sounds the like, fucking um, badass battle music. Yeah, that sounds quite like um, the U- Ukrainian entry um, <laughs> Eurovision, Eurovision Song con- Contest, which we're, we're recording just after. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I, I loved that song because it, it felt very Xena and it had it had that kind of the same singing technique. Yeah. So, yay. I really like it when that's on. You know, I th- we've not had that battle music for ages. I think we maybe last had it in Dreamworker. Wow. Yeah. That, that far back. Yeah, I rem- I mean, I would have noticed. I feel like I would have noticed it because I really love it when it happens. Yeah, um, and I remember it music. happening in Dreamworker when she gets through the dreamscape and finally starts to be able to yeah. fight the mystics. Um, <laughs> the mystics. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to get Gabby back. Yeah. Um, and um, it plays then. So I think I feel like we've maybe not had this battle music for ages, and it's not the it's not the only time we have it in this episode either. So I'm, it's exciting. Well, I'm I'm not going to go back and watch all twenty episodes to see how many times it's it's it's. No, happened, you just take my word for it. Just take my word for it, pal. Anyway, the good battle music gets them up the hills into the army. Um, it's it's very motivational. I mm-hmm. I would recommend it if you've if you've got to get anywhere in a hurry. Put put that on your on your AirPods and um, you'll be striding like Anne Lister. Uh, she rides <laughs> move, into a I'm circle. Gay. <laughs> yeah, move, I'm gay. She rides into a circle of warriors on horseback. She's unchallenged, so she's expected. Yeah. And at the head of uh, uh, kind of the, do you have a head of a circle? Anyway, there's Mick Hucknall, um, and he he greets her with, "How do you want to die?" And uh, Zena's like, "Yeah, yeah, whatever. Just could could you just not invade Losha, please? Can we just not?" <laughs> no, I not loved his like, um, slow and painful, or quickly and even more painful. <laughs> <This guy's, laughs> He really does chew the scenery, this guy. Uh, I'm into him. Yeah. You know, pretty good villain. He's a, this is this is my 15 minutes. I'm going to make the most yeah, of them. Absolutely. This is going to be this uh, this is going to be seen in America. You know. It's my big break. This is big break. Does he ever in anything ever again? Like <laughs> oh, I don't know. I don't know. We should we should do a where are they now roundup at some point. Yeah, we should. Okay. Um, so, so they have so, a fight. So Zena's like, let's 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 talk. Let's talk about um, this whole lotion business. And he says, "Well, throw down your sword." And, uh, and we can talk. Oh, you first. Yeah. You, you first. first. You first. So, so they both throw down their swords. Yeah. Um, and as soon as she's uh, unarmed, he reaches a little dagger from his belt, sends it whistling towards her. Yeah. Guess what she does? Oh, does she catch it? She catches it. Da, da, da. Catches it says, <laughs> Who would have thought? Yeah. Now that wasn't very sporting, was it, Mick Hucknall? No. Mick just Hucknall's for that, a big cheat. Yeah, just for that, I'm going to beat you and take your army. Um, the 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 circle of so it's actually fulfilling closing. what um, fulfilling what Ares has said to him. But. Oh, that Zena no, will take your army. That Zena will take your army, but she she had had no intention of doing this up to this point. It's 
No, it's you just, know? well... It's his actions now you've that cheated, have led to this. I am going to have to confiscate your army mm-hmm. and not give it back until after school. Yeah. So, I mean, it's his... You can't act- be trusted it's... not to wage war during... <laughs> yeah, it's Kirillus's actions that have led that have led to this. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, so, fight, fight, fight. So, yeah, uh, but Kirillus's actions have all been manipulated by Ares. Yes. And Xena's actions have all been um, sort of not manipulated. Well, yes, manipulated actually, but like they've all, it's all come about because of Atreus. Yeah. So, interesting. Yeah. I see you stroking your moustache Atolica style. Yes. <laughs> so they have a fight, right? And I think that in this fight, we're going to get to use your new jingle that you've made. I don't know what I don't know what all the echoes about on that, but um, it's good. I mean, <laughs> I don't, I know you didn't mean it. to, but I think it was fucking brilliant. Like, <laughs> I thank. Yeah, I thank. Um, so because they're rolling about and they're rhubarbing yeah. over him going, <laughs> her going, I'm gonna get you, Carillus, and him going, um. <laughs> You'll yet be mine, you know. But then she just fucking punches him in the gut and he's gone, man. Like, big gut, big <laughs> knee, or is it a foot in the gut? And he's just yeah. gone. Just gone. Ugh. Well, she she had to dispatch him without actually killing him for, for plot purposes. Yes. So she's just kind of temporarily incapacitated him. But, I mean, it's much worse. Uh, what she does to him is much worse. She just completely humiliates him. Yeah, you know, she beats the shit out of him, and then doesn't even his bother to kill him because yeah. she doesn't need to because he's so irrelevant and worthless. Yeah, um, and she so takes now that now takes now the this army. army is mine. Yeah, any questions? She says, and everyone else is like, no, nope, nice. no, no questions Hail here. Hail Zena! Hail Zena! Hail Zena! Yep, very fickle these army types. Yeah, fickle bastards. So the, the the kind of lieutenant kind of guy says. Shall we commence the attack on Losha? And um, uh, she says, "No, let's let's do it my way." Yep. So she's got some, she's got something else in mind, and, I mean, and off they trot. She has a few. And I was going to say <laughs> then again too few to mention, but there's actually quite a lot. No, I think too many to mention, <laughs> yeah. if anything. Too many, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's time to go so, back to Losha, but before we do, we get Ares appearing again. To his little boyfriend. Um, so McHucknell, who and... kind of grunts and rhubarbs and confesses his failure. I have failed you, Lord Ares. Yeah, he was like, Xena was destined to succeed. Um, and um, Ares is all like, no, no, sweetheart, you didn't fail me. You behaved exactly as I wanted you to. This is beyond my wildest dreams. And this guy is just like, you could see the heartbreak on his face. Oh my God. Like you, you, you used me. You used me from the beginning, and, says, and Ares is like, "Yep." <laughs> he, he says, "I was, a, I was just a tool." Yeah, you, you you're totally a, were an absolute tool, an absolute mate. tool, Carillus. But yeah, it's just like this is like the the fucking gayness of this. <laughs> it's so gay. this bit is really gay. I don't know if they meant this bit it to is. be so gay, but it feels gay as fuck. Um, maybe maybe Mick Hucknall meant it to be gay and Ares didn't know it was gay. Maybe it was like maybe, the whole Ben-Hur Maybe thing. that's 
maybe act, that act super gay act super gay oh man and then he but uh, then he pisses Ares off by saying that Xena will never be never be his again never truly be his and like it's true and it's he gets true gorillas troubles I think yeah. doesn't he no he doesn't no Ares doesn't kill him he just leaves him just abandons doesn't him oh, yeah this okay. guy's still alive I just imagined that I don't think we ever see him again like... no I thought okay. I thought that Ares would kill him but he didn't um so there you go okay. Um, we never see this guy again, obviously. Although we do see the actor again, he plays a couple of other roles. Oh, does he? Yeah, he plays. Good, good. Uh, he, I, I like his style. Yeah, he plays. I've just looked it up on IMDb. He plays later a character called Phalanges. Phalanges. So I'm assuming that he's a thief. <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense. And he also plays um, in a much later season after Hades gets recast. Um, yeah. Because uh, Eric Thompson only plays Hades a few times, um, yeah. Even though he's the iconic one, and then in, in later seasons when we see Hades, it's this guy. Ah. So that's cool. Hmm. Okay. So there you go. So back to the village. Zena leads. <laughs> Zena leads her. Zena leads her new army back to back to the village of Losha. Because she's going to show um, them that the village, the army is now no threat to them, and therefore yeah, they can see, let her I dad go. An army. You've got to let my but, dad go now, but... We get back to find that Atreus has been tied up and duffed up. And he's he's on the point of death. He's in a bad way. And They're sort of crucifying Zemo's... him St. Andreas style. Yeah, it's not actual crucifixion, is it? It's He's tied up rather than... Well, that is how they were. They were generally tied rather than nailed. That, the nail was just an extra okay. extravagance, wasn't it? I guess. I mean, I'm saying this to you with the theology degree. Not that I want to Bible-splain to you. Well, and if they did nail them, they wouldn't have nailed them through the hands. They would have done it through the wrist bones, where the where the nail would actually would have just just torn the hand. Yeah. So yeah, we we didn't really cover crucifixion techniques. Well, didn't really. We didn't do the practical. You can't spell crucifixion without fiction. I mean, (laughs) (laughs) you can if you spell it with an X. You can if you spell it right. (laughs) (laughs) You can if you spell it right. Anyway, he's all strung up, right? And like on the point of death, obviously. And Xena immediately, she's flips. in. She flips. She flips. Flips her lid. Not, um, not, not the front flips. No. Uh, and then she just she, raises she her sword goes, in the air. Take the village! Yep. yep. Now. Oh dear. There is a, a, there's a, a character in Xena fanfics called Dark Xena. Right, so it's like yes. um, this concept that the evil version of Xena is like a different person who, like, sometimes can possess good Xena. Um, well, it's it's dark you know, Xena from um, Dreamworker. Yeah, it's the Xena with, with the, the black eyes, with the black goat eyes. Yeah, yeah. So this idea yeah. of the two of the this this idea of Xena as a person with two selves. Mm. Um. Which is, you know, the a good part and a bad part that are constantly at war. It's actually very, yeah. um, it's almost kind of literary, isn't it? Uh, that's yeah. It, it's a it's a feature of Scottish literature in particular. It's a very a big preoccupation. Oh, the whole Jekyll and Hyde. Yeah, yeah. It's a big thing. it's a big preoccupation yeah. of Scottish literature. Um, this yeah. idea of the two selves. So that's, she said, an English teacher from Scotland. <laughs> but yeah, it's interesting. It's interesting. Um, I don't know if I buy it per se because I think that it's no, less. I, I don't. 
I think that it's more interesting to realise that people are um, that people are both good and bad at the same time. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, and yeah. it's actually what you choose but, to do is... that makes you good or bad, not something inside you that makes you... And what, what, what we're actually seeing is... Um... And I say this with, without any kind of, you know, not not piss taking, but this is this is a trigger, yeah. Zena. So her family being um, tortured, her family being um, yes, of course, because that's what put is her a, in is a, is a trigger for her. Yeah, that's what that's and what that's put what, set her what... down the path in the first place when her brother was killed. Yeah, and yeah. So that that's, that's what true. brings the old Zena um, out to play. That's true. Yeah, I hadn't actually yeah. thought about that way, but you're hundred percent correct. I thank you. Yeah. So they, so they rhubarb through the village, tossing villagers over their shoulders for no apparent reason. Um, so they are basically the army is running running amok in, Doing in the its village. Thing, yeah. And Gabrielle's like, no, and, um, no, don't. T- no, Zeus is my, my best, best friend. friend. And the guy goes, oh, yeah, and Zeus is my uncle. And, it's, 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 and she like rolls her. <laughs> you get a tiny shot of her rolling her eyes. And like, it's so it's actually quite funny. Um, it's a good line. Yeah. It's a good bit. Um, so Zena um, goes and cuts her dad down. From the thing, yeah. Um, she in a in a series of very well cropped shots. She she carries him. Yes, um, <laughs> to carries the him. Right. So we see stunt Zena carrying him. Then we get a close up on Lucy Lawless's face. Back to stunt Zena carrying mm-hmm. this guy. Yeah, but she says, "Who did this to my father?" Doesn't say it like that because that's not how she talks. But no, she, she goes, "Who yeah. did this to my father?" You know, like really pissed off. Oh, that's good. Yeah, yeah, he's scared now. Yeah, uh, he uh, so he brought it. He brought it on himself. He tried to escape. That's what you would actually, wouldn't you, if you've been kind of anyway. Who knows? It depends what he did, doesn't yeah. it? Well, depends a- what. Atris... How he tried to escape? Did he try and kill people to escape? Was he trying to sneak but, out? You know, yeah. it's like who knows? We don't, don't know. We don't, don't have the full that. story. We don't get that detail. We don't have no. the full story. But yeah, he's like. Zena, all I wanted was to be with you. I love you, Zena. Oh, and she's really soft and shit with him. Yeah, she's swallowed this all hook, line, and sinker. Uh, and when he and when he chokes his last, my god, this you the the, the, the she's really good at this. The the face yeah. that she manages, she's the not even the the real crazy eye. Zena comes out, you know. Yeah, so you can tell by contained. looking at her this transition, you know. Yeah, yeah. and she and she sta- as she stands up, we get this kind of rattlesnake sound in the background. Yeah, like, oh, you've done it, you've done it now, you've done it now. And we get, um, I'm going to use that word again, an iconic line: <laughs> "Kill them all." <laughs> um, I'm just going to text my. I'm just going to text my next door neighbours to say that that I'm recording a podcast and I'm not actually about to go on the rampage and kill them. Because <laughs> um, they'll, they'll have heard that. Usually, you text your next door neighbours. Uh, I'm recording a podcast. Please stop Can doing all this down? fucking drilling that you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> so, Zena has totally freaked out. Kill them all. She's lost it. And only one person stands up to her, and mm. that person is, of course. Gabrielle. Oh, thank God for Gabrielle. So yeah, she's so Gabrielle good. is so she's good so in this, good. right? So we know yeah. this I, this is one of my favourite bits. Yeah. Um of the episode, maybe of the season, I don't know. The way Gabrielle stands mm. up stands up to Zena. Um yeah. 
because like we all need a friend like Gabrielle, don't we? If you're about to make we some do. shitty decision, you want a friend like Gabrielle who'll tell you <laughs> not to do it, you know? Um so <laughs> um she stands up to her and like there's a wee bit of there's the the lines that they come out with, the way they're delivered, it's they do sound a wee bit like they've been dubbed into English from a, a Hong Kong action movie. I'm standing up to a murderous warlord, except this time the warlord is you. It's like it's uh-huh. like when you get aha, uh-huh. yeah, or, or it's like <laughs> it's like when you watch um, anime dubbed into English. You know, yeah. it's, <laughs> it's a little bit like that. Um, but yeah, so and, so, Ga- so Gabrielle kind of says, you know, put put the sword down, Xena. She's, she's holding a pitchfork up to her like a staff. Don't yeah. know where Gabby's actual staff is. Um. But and Zena's like, get out of my way, Gabrielle, and she sort of brushes her to one side. But then Gabrielle, because Gabrielle is brave as fuck, yes, smacks her on the back of the head with a fucking pitchfork, right? Or as I've typed here without looking, a pithfrock. <laughs> she Gabrielle whacks her with the pithfrock. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, like seriously. How seriously, yeah, right, Gabrielle? This is a kid, iconic. Kids got balls. This is an kids iconic Gabrielle moment, honestly, because yeah. this is certain death, right? Yeah, this is act without thinking, but for the yeah. right reasons. Mm-hmm. Sort yeah. of, kind of similar to when she came into Zena's cell in the reckoning and got herself smacked yeah. in the face for her trouble. Yes, except with a lot more agency. Like she knows what, yeah. If Zena, you know, if if and... this doesn't smack, Z, if this doesn't knock Zena to her senses, then the next the next thing that happens is Zena turns around and stabs her in the gut, you know. <laughs> and and she does this beautifully. So she whacks her with the pithrock. Uh, the pithrock breaks, but it it does its work. Zena goes down. So it's a little slow motion. It's a little slow mo. Yeah. yeah, and slow and slow mo. We see Ga- Gabrielle's face like. What the fuck did I just do? <laughs> Shit! <laughs> this is a great Gabrielle moment. It, it. it is. It's 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 brilliant. And this is. I think this is another of those episodes that it's another level up for Gabrielle. Yes, we see some more some more progress. A that Zena trusts her to go and get the girls home safely. But this moment of standing up to Zena, mm-hmm. um, and thank the guards. Gabrielle has knocked some sense into Zena. Yeah. And and we can see her faltering and going, oh God, what Yeah, was we I see doing? the change that, in that her face. A... That's see, this is why yeah. it's this is why it was so Lucy's good, isn't he? Isn't she? I mean, really, so yeah, she, like is. the way that she the way that you can tell um what's going on in her head from her face. It's almost like she's an actress. Um <laughs> so you can yeah, see I, her I think... mind starting to come yeah. back to itself, you know. I th- I think hugely underrated i think both of them were hugely underrated as as actresses because mm-hmm. of the style and, and the tone of the show but yeah because it's a very silly show but like within the schlock and the camp and the you know pantomiminess of it yeah there's I some mean, really good stuff it's an extremely silly show but with act with any actors that were less good it would be unwatchable but it's yeah. not it's not unwatchable it's you have yeah. to really commit to it and both of them they commit to it so strongly always you know so yeah Anyway, so hooray! Zena's come to her senses, but, but oh my from god, somewhere daddy's, behind, is Daddy not get... dead after all? 
apparently Atreus isn't dead because mm, he's like he's what, suddenly he's done a sudden recovery. You're not, <laughs> not going to kill them. Are you? Are you, are you not going to kill them? You're not going to kill them. You fucking kill them. pussy. <laughs> Look what they've done to me. You're. I'm your father. Like, fucking kill them for me, Zena. And she's like, and what? She says, no, what? no, it's what? what's going it's on? It's over. It's over now. Um, and, and then um, you know something's about to happen because suddenly he's behind it. He's being filmed in front of a green screen. Yes, um, very obviously. <laughs> I've written that as well. He is clearly against the green screen here. So he's trying to rile her up and he gets up. So obviously he wasn't that near death and obviously no, he wasn't it's dead. funny that, isn't it? And he says, and here's a bit of a giveaway. He says, come, join me. We'll kill them all. Yeah. And Xena realises what's going on. She hears those words. She says, hang on a minute. This sounds like someone and, I know. And Atrium. Atrius. Atriumus. <laughs> transforms into Ares. It was oh, Ares it was all Ares. along. Da, 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 da. It was Ares all along. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, it was Ares all along. Now, I, I said to you before we started recording this, do we want to maintain the fiction that we don't know that all through the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> Which I think we have so mostly we, done. We've mostly done, but yeah. Hope we had you had you tricked. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Um. So obviously, I knew that. I knew that from because I've seen it before. So yeah. I knew this, like all from the beginning, from watching it this time. Knew that was the case. Yeah. Um. I think that took me by surprise when I was a kid, though. When I watched it for the first time, I think it was like yes, <gasps> I think it did. Oh, right, because it's a smarter con than he tried last time. It's actually it is actually a smarter yeah. con than he tried before. Um yeah, and, he's, he's learning. And also actually the it doesn't he never he wasn't ever tricking the audience the time before when he tried because it was clear mm. his role in it was very clear from the start. Yeah. But a lot he uses a lot of the same tricks. Like, you know, there's a the scene of the crime where evidence either appears or disappears depending on what he needs. Yes. You know, similar tricks. Yes. And trying to so, drive so this a wedge was, between Cena and Gabriel the reckoning too. Was the, one where, the reckoning was the one where he killed four guys and yep. basically frame, framed Zena. Framed Zena so that she would um, try to save herself by calling on calling for his help. Yep. Um, and then this time he's using the daddy issues, which was very quite successful. And it, yeah, it would have been... He, he, Entirely successful. Yeah, actually, if he Gabriel says, I, "I tried to tried to think tried to think what I could use to to win you back, and then, you know, I realised what your weakness was, Daddy." It's this yep. <laughs> relish that he delivers that. that way. Yeah, Daddy. Good at that. Good at that. Yeah. Uh, and of course, in later episodes, he realises that her actual weakness is Gabrielle. He's learning this yes. more and more every time he encounters them, because Gabrielle is the one that stops that. That really yeah, and is the one he, who stops her going back to her old ways. And he's clearly got some concept of that even now. So oh, you did everything I wanted you to. You you played your part beautifully. You killed soldiers. You did this. You did that. You even left left your pesky little friend for me. <laughs> so he he knows that that's a key thing. Yeah, um, he does know. He's like, I knew I knew knew you still had it in you. Now you're back where you belong. And uh, she says, Nah, not interested. Yeah, I'm I'm never coming back. This is actually really good, this part. I noted this part as I was watching it. Um, yeah. The camera work. I keep talking about the camera work re- lately. But the... Just the... Honestly, it's just, just the way that they are. That he's walking around the camera. 
And then when okay, it cuts back cool. to Xena, it you know the camera's going around her. And oh, got, that. and I'll, the, I'll the whole cinematography again. of it is really highlighting the way that they circle each other. Oh, um nice. which they are literally in the episode, but they are also figuratively they circle yeah. you know, how they circle they each other. So uh, I liked it, it was yeah, good. Oh nice. That is good. That is good. So, so Zena basically says, "No, that's I'm, I'm never coming back." And we now he's are getting never, a bit desperate. Never, ever, ever getting back together. Okay, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so, so now he ramps it up a bit, and he says, "You know, there's a reason I play the part of Atreus so well." Mm. Uh, so, this is kind of a throwaway line, and and Zena says, "You're not my father." But when we stop to think about it, that's all a bit icky, isn't it? Yes, extremely. Yeah, um, the 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 show does flirt with this idea of of Ares being her literal or figurative father uh, again. Yeah, and fanfic went mad for it. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, I mean, gross, obviously, but you know, ancient yeah. ancient Greece. That's what the gods were like. Yeah, a lot a lot of it about. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's icky. When you think, <laughs> if you think if you do think it through, it's icky. But so are a lot of things in this oh, yeah. in, in this show and in real life. Um, so can I, can I just say? Can I just say, Effie Infantes? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> and the uh, uh, I thought you were going to say, "Can I just say, yikes?" Because that's a meme. But um, uh, that too. <laughs> anyway, so they have a wee fight, um, which obviously Zena can't win. You can't. You know, she's not going to win. She's not going to be able to kill him well, or anything. You know. Um, so well, she wins he... by refusing to fight, basically. Yeah, he says, "Well." Join, join me or die. The choice is yours. And she says, "Well, go ahead, kill me. I'd, I'd rather, I'd rather be dead than come back." I mean, what a line to deliver to your ex. I'd rather be dead than come back to you. Oof. 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 Powerful, isn't it? Powerful line. Powerful stuff. Yeah. So he's like, oh, "Okay, if that's how you want to play it." So he sends his sword, or in fact, her sword, it's her like, sword, hurtling yeah. towards her, and she just stands there, cool as anything. It's like, eh. Go on then. Kind of similar to the way that she stood stock still when Atreus came running on his horse towards her <laughs> because she knew she was never in any danger <laughs> and she knows now she's not in any danger because he won't kill her. Does she? Yeah. Does she, do you think? Or is it I think so. I think he know she knows that he won't oh, okay. kill her because if he kills her it's over and he's not you know, he still ah, wants to okay. he still wants to control her. If he kills her he's but no I, longer. I also, I also think she was willing to die rather than Go back yeah, to her I think yes, yeah, I think she was, but I also think that she knew that it wasn't. He, she knew that he wouldn't kill her. I don't know. Okay. That's just my well, listeners. And, and write in, right. he, write in, and tell us what you think. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, which which one of us is right, or is it a little bit of both? Yeah. Um, <laughs> obviously, I'm right. Obviously, no. So, excuse me. Obviously, I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> Wonko is more often right than me, actually. That is true about many things. Um, um, yeah, <laughs> she's right in this case. Uh, he can't kill her. He stops the sword inches away from her. Yeah. He, he can't bring himself to do it, and he kind of says, "Ah, you could have had it all, Zena. You could, could have had it, had all. it all. Oh, oh, and he fades away. Okay, sorry. He fades away with a a little. Till next time, echoey. Until next time. <laughs> They're back to repeating things for no good reason, but yeah. pff, you know, it's a. It's how he, it's it's how a, it's he ends his yeah. thing. It's better than the previous one. Yeah. 
Um, and so, yay, she's not going to kill people anymore. And the whole army, all the army guys who are just a bunch of baddies, they just seem to be like, well, I guess we're not killing anyone today and everyone's cheering and it's like, okay, well, I guess we'll just let everyone go then. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, that's strangely unresolved. <laughs> strangely unresolved. So we've now got a roving army with no leadership. I mean, presumably one of the, mm. there must be someone in there who wants to try and take over the army, you know? It's always someone. Yeah. Surely there's someone you can yeah. promote with it from within. Yeah. I, I don't, I, we're not going to worry about that now. No, they're not important. We, actually, we, get, we get a lovely, lovely moment, a lovely Zena and Gabrielle moment. They're, they're saddling up to, to leave town. And, yep. um, and, and Zena, Zena gets Zena this look in her face that she's got to say something serious to Gabrielle. Yeah. yeah. And she says, but Gabrielle, we, we both have families we were born into. Mm. But sometimes families change, and and we have to build our own, our own now, families. Is this the queerest thing you've ever heard? Or yes, it is extremely. Yes, it is. I think that's that well, sentiment resonates with queer people a lot more, because it's a bit, yeah. it's a little bit of a, what's the word? Almost like a cliche, mm. of like you know, oh you know, we've you know found family and all that. And people yeah, like that as, as a trope, but I think that for queer people it has a lot more resonance, this idea that you have to make, sometimes, sometimes you have to make your own family because the family that you were born into are shit. Yeah. So. And it's, yeah, I, I think it does it, it does it really well because you've got the found family that's Zena and Gabrielle, but you've, throughout the show, you've got other people who come and go who are regulars. You've got people like Autolycus and later... Well, we, we won't worry about who we get later, but there's a few people we're gonna we're gonna see again, who become part of the the troop, basically. So there there mm-hmm. is this kind of feeling of found family, and the Amazons are a found family for for Gabrielle, and that's queer as fuck. The Amazons in general are just queer as fuck, obviously. Yeah. Um, you know. Yeah. So yeah, I was, yeah, I was gonna say something about found family as well, but we've we've kind of done that. <laughs> but on the on the next level. Um, so we both have families we're born to, families have changed, we build our own. And then she says, our friendship binds us closer than blood ever could. Oh, so gay. Gay! Gay! Yeah, and, I mean, this and, is... And Gab says, yeah, for, for me too. And it's a, it's a really cute moment. So it, it's a touching moment, but there's just there's this cuteness about it. They're on this sort of level of equality right. towards the end of the season that they have been building towards, you know? Yes. Um, yeah. You know, it's for and, a long because... time Gabrielle was just the hanger on, but really Gabrielle is proving herself to be completely integral to everything. Yeah. And that'll be why at yeah. the beginning of season two she finally gets her name in the credits. Finally. Yeah. <laughs> all this time she's an also starring after the credits are over, but from season two onwards, yeah. Renee O'Connor in the yeah. credits because you are the linchpin. She is the show. They she's are, the linchpin. She's yes, absolutely. Yeah. I love Gabrielle so much. Yeah. So we have this this really beautiful moment, um, and we know this show by now. They they never leave it there. They they always have a little throwaway at the, at the end. Yeah, it got to undercut um, it. It got to undercut yeah. the syrup with a bit of joke about how she even throws a a mean pitchfork. I think you'll find it's uh, a pithrock. <laughs> Gabriel says, "Well, you know, I I learn from the best." Yeah. So, so, so there we go. 
class. And the disclaimer this week, no fathers, spiritual or biological, were harmed during the production of this motion picture. So. Yeah. And that is episode 20, The Ties That Bind. And it was a good one. It is a good one. I think it was a good one. Yep. Now I, I forget every week to think about what I'm what I'm going to score it. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm, um, I'm going to give it a nine. Yeah, I think I think I am. I think I am mm. as well. I I almost want to give it a ten because I enjoyed the the overacting so much from um, <laughs> Mick, Mick Hucknall. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I think I think I think a nine because we've we've got. I kind of want to leave us somewhere to go score wise but it was a really like people really strong say that, but yeah people say that but i mean you can give a score you can give an episode the same score for different reasons you know fine i'll give it a 10 i'm gonna give it a 10 okay if you really love it and you wouldn't change anything about it give it a 10 that's my opinion like yeah you, you remind me of teachers that refuse to give kids full marks because it's never it's impossible to be perfect but that's not what full marks means oh uh, that's like um Michael Go- Michael Gove saying everyone's above average. What all, all what? School re- <laughs> <laughs> oh, my dad got me a tote bag with that on it, with that quote on it for Christmas. Did he? <laughs> yeah. Uh, my dad yeah. uh, was is a retired maths teacher, of course. Yeah. Um, is a retired maths teacher. Yeah, I, I said is. I started to say was, and then changed it to uh, is because I was going to say was a math teacher, but then that leaves it ambiguous as to whether he's still alive or not, <laughs> which he is. Because <laughs> no he father, is. spiritual or biological, were harmed in the production of this that podcast. Is true. <laughs> <laughs> so, so the bad life view is nine point five for ties that bind. Yeah, just like um, last week, class couple of p- classic episodes. Yeah, yeah, we're going we're going places with this. Yeah. Um, so, our next episode next week, we're going to be talking about another cracking episode. Yep. In in my opinion, uh, which is the greater good. Yep. Um, so we're we're going to see lots of exciting things. Uh, I'm really next looking week, forward so. to the greater good because um, yeah, this is that's my favorite episode of season one, and yeah. I really hope that my memory hasn't made more of it than it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, um, I, I remember it yeah very um very fun i mean well. i know the parts so, that i remember the parts i remember really well um yeah i know i will still love so yeah and i sort of we'll feel like i remember that. all hope, of it i hope you're looking forward to it too uh, yeah. we'll, we'll catch you next week bye bye thank you for listening to this episode of a bard's eye view with me wonko and her professor flimflam follow us on twitter at bard's eye podcast And subscribe to us on your podcast app of choice. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify and Amazon. And of course, on the Podbean app. Feel free to leave us a review, but only if it's a good one. Bye.